Listen to the Think Like a Man podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Special episodes available to our patrons at patreon.com. So you don't miss a thing from Think Like a Man, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure to like us on Facebook. Undisclosed location deep in the Smoky Mountains of East Tennessee. Two hillbillies armed with nothing more than microphones, loud mouths, and quick wit have found their way onto the internet. Oh, my stars. Tune in weekly to discuss things like sports. We're here playing game six of the World Series, so we're going to fight. We're going to finish this thing. Politics. We did it once. And now we will do it again, and this time we're going to finish the job. Current events. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Faith or any other topic that they have found interesting. It's drastically changed my life. Welcome to Think Like a Man with Daniel Overton and Jeremy Sellers. Welcome back to the Think Like a Man podcast, and thank you again for choosing to spend some time with us today. We've got another good show for you today, something that's uh, completely different than what we've been doing, but hopefully uh, you all will find it as interesting as I did and um, maybe even pick this up as a, as a hobby for yourself down the road. But uh, I think I've already said, I think we've done about three or four episodes since Christmas, and after every one I've said, well, we're finished with Christmas, so I think I'm at this point I probably need yeah, to Yeah, it's just 2020, get over it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, need to, I need to quit saying I need to come up, I need to come up with something else like uh, we got like uh, 40 days until pitchers and catchers report for baseball. And it can't get here soon enough. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm dying. Josh Donaldson will still be unsigned by the Braves. God, I don't know if that they're ever going to get that done. They just don't want to pay him. Yeah. Well, they have up their contract, though, to four years. The history's there. I mean, I know. it's a little scary. Somebody's going to – I mean, that you talk about something that could be a – and that could be a another catch lightning in the bottle kind of thing, mm-hmm. or it could flop. Of course, he's a vegan now, and he had tested all his uh, good health right. and everything to, to going back and, and changing his diet, and I don't know about all that crap. But um, Anyway, Pedro so – Pedro Serrano would disagree. <laughs> he didn't yeah. help him. Yeah, he did voodoo though, dude. Well, no, I'm talking about the second one when he came back and he was all peaceful and. Oh yeah, I forgot about know, that. Then. Forgot about that. So hopefully everybody's following us on uh, or has gone over to Patreon and signed up for that. Not missing the uh, serial killer mini series that's uh, going on over there now. Almost done. Got a new one coming up after that. Yep, we I think we've got two more episodes in that, and then we're going to move on to something else. So a little bit more brighter. <laughs> Yeah, before I end up killing Daniel, hanging around with the serial killers, it's awful dark. Uh, Those guys are weird. Yep. So hopefully everybody's gone over to that direction or gone to Patreon and signed up. With, uh, oh, we owe a guy. Uh, uh, we did have another person sign up, and part of it is Justin Leonard. Uh, this is your shout-out, man, for uh, joining up on Patreon and helping us uh, help supporting the podcast. We really appreciate it. And all right, all right, all right. And hopefully yeah, – We'll get you a bunch of good stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully you are, uh, you're enjoying it and uh, getting your money's worth. Joe, that was perfect timing. <laughs> so to those who don't know, we finally got us a sound man in the booth, and uh, we've had this really cool – um, soundboard that has all this uh, stuff you can do with it, but it's a little much to ask uh, Daniel to uh, 
um, to do it and try to pay attention to the podcast and all that stuff. So we've got uh, Joe Eshman is uh, in the booth now and will be for the foreseeable future to cool <laughs> to, help, to help run that thing and uh, and uh, we can start uh, putting the, or start using some of these buttons and crap that's on there and um by the way i got yelled at again today for um my wife apparently counted how many times i said freaking in the last episode uh there's one yeah there's one in this one so uh to our guest that you don't my mom listens to this and i got you know kind of called on the carpet about you you're saying that word way too much you you, do you know what that's alternate for (laughs) yeah mom i do and i'll try not to say it anymore you know and then uh, then I'm going to make my wife cringe again. Apparently you didn't edit out when I said you get your titty in a ringer and no, no, that was, you said that I didn't. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, we'll, we're going to get right on into, uh, okay, before we start, yep. Pat- Patriots got beat by the Titans again. I'm mentioning that every episode because yeah. the Falcons couldn't do it, <laughs> but the Titans did. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I say that every week for the rest of the year. <laughs> Whatever, so, dude. Do I need to say every week for the rest of the year that I beat you in the pick'em for this year? I don't care. Okay, I mean, right, the, so that the, doesn't matter. All right. That, that well, not to me. The Titans beat the Patriots. Okay, no, I'm with you on yeah, that. I mean, I ain't like I said earlier. I'm not a Titans. Fan, I was waiting for our, my Titans twenty eight three during that whole game. You know, Tannehill throws the interception. Here it is. Yeah, Logan Ryan drops the pick six. Oh, here it is. Yeah. You know, they get the ball back with like thirty seconds. I said, here it goes. It'll be the greatest Tom Brady ninety nine yard drive ever. Yeah, pick six. Pick six. Yeah. I said, okay, that, now, that was a great way to end that game. But then, even at that point, I'm like, they got nine seconds. They're getting the kickoff. <laughs> until, gonna, until it's yeah. double zeros, yeah, Brady's going to do something. Yeah, you're not uh, you're not trusting anything. Right. But um, so yeah, uh, we'll give a shout out to the Tennessee Titans who are moving on in the NFL playoffs. Uh, Their reward: Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, so it might be short lived. <laughs> I don't know, though, man. They they look good, and Derrick Henry, hand the man, ball to Derrick Henry. Just He's feed him the ball. He's a man out yeah. there, like just yeah. I've I've not seen. I will say that, and I'm not watching a ton of Patriots games, but I've heard people say like ESPN and all that. No one's running on the Patriots this year like he did. Okay, so I want to say one thing before we move on. Move on to the guest about that Patriots. Mike Vrabel. Couldn't have pulled a bigger Bill, Bill Belichick. Oh, that was funny. He, that was freaking Killed great. 40 oh, he's he throwing a his, fit. I'm over. Like, you, he got it from you, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, you I mean, used that earlier in the year, and he's doing it. Yeah. And he's all. And, yeah. and it was funny on that one was he, he took the delay of game, and then that offensive lineman that jumped twice, he yeah. tried to sell that so well. Yeah. He's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, dude, you're doing you, it on purpose. Yeah, we know we you did it on know. purpose. So. Uh, so we're going to, we'll jump right into now to our, our guest that's going to be here today. Uh, those that are, that are in my personal realm of influence know that I did something this year that I've wanted to do for a long time and haven't had a chance or I I shouldn't say haven't had a chance, didn't take the opportunity to do it. And so this year I decided, or I should say about a year ago, uh, about a year ago, I decided that, um, I wanted to pursue this and just with some um, connections that I had out in California, I ended up going out there to, to, to do this. So what is this that I'm talking about? It is scuba. And um, so I went to California to do my uh, 
certification and everything. I got to dive off of Catalina Island, which was great. It's a, my first experience is Catalina Island in the Pacific Ocean, and the water's about 60 degrees. And so I don't know that it can get a lot worse than that for your first time in. But it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. But anyway, I get back to Knoxville, and very quickly after getting back, I run across a guy in Knoxville who's got a new dive shop. And uh, he's not new to diving, but their their new shop is uh, new. I'll let him tell how long they've been there, and or, so I don't mess something up. But uh, today we've got with us Danny Fugate from Alpha Divers in Knoxville, Tennessee. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing good. So we're gonna. This episode is gonna be all about scuba, and uh, we'll get to how long your shop's been there and all that stuff here at the end. Let's. Um, I asked Daniel earlier, I said, you got anything you want to ask him? He's like, I got nothing, man. <laughs> Never done it. So we talked about the tattoo stuff. So right, right. Yeah, Danny's go. also a tattoo artist and has a has a business uh, of that also in Knoxville. As a matter of fact, has just moved that uh, business next to uh, Alpha Divers. I'm and get him to price me a dragon across my back, bring the fire down my left arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we can do it. <laughs> okay, so there we <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, so... Uh, I think the first question that I wanted to ask you was, how did you get into scuba? What, what, what tell tell us about that vacation? Really? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, growing up in uh, East Tennessee, you don't really think a whole lot about scuba diving, right? Uh, and so it was always something that I was really interested in. Uh, but again, you know, I'm, here right. we are, we're living in the mountains. Yeah, and so and hiking and snowboarding. Yeah, I right. Mean, you know, scuba diving is not really on your radar. Uh, and so it was something that I was always interested in, you know, I mean, much like you, right. um, happy to go on vacation. Uh, you know, I was in the Dominican Republic and they offered it in my resort. So every day I would, would come walking by, they're like, Hey, you want to try scuba? You want to try scuba? You want to try scuba? And it's like, ah, not today, not today, not today. So like, I have some other stuff planned. And then finally I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I might as well do it while I'm here because the water's clear. Right. It's warm. I'm mm-hmm. like, when else am I going to get this opportunity? So I went for it. Uh, Needless to say, learning to scuba dive uh, in the Dominican Republic was a lot different than how we do it here. Uh, you know, one, there was big language barriers, you know, Spanish right. to English. Right. Uh, and then everything else, it was metric, you know, compared to the imperial system. Right. So this entire time, you know, I'm like, how far is a meter? You know, like, how deep am I? You know, how much air do I have? You know, because it, it might as well have been Chinese what I was looking right. at. Uh, and then, you know, not to mention, uh, you know, we did, we did part of it completely backwards. Um, you know, here we offer our classroom first, pool, and then we go do our dives. There it was pool, dives, classroom the day before I left. So <laughs> it seems uh, like a little dangerous. I, I went straight into scuba diving, not knowing what any of it was. You know, really? So it, uh, I, and honestly, I, I mean, it, I guess it could be good for some because, you know, I mean, you're not reading all of that, you know, the stuff and you're not, you, you don't overthink it. Right. What kind of safety standards are there in the Dominican Republic? Well, they're supposed to be the same set of standards (laughs) that we have. But uh, well, see, that's what I've I've talked to a lot of people that have done exactly what you did. And after I went through the class and learned everything that can go wrong, I'm like, are you? I mean, I got a friend that uh, that that was in uh, Belize, Mm -hmm. and she was like, yeah, we just they gave us a tank, and there we go. And I'm going, Becky, that's dangerous. Yeah, they're like, you know, they're like, here, put this in your mouth, put this on your back, and follow me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I, I, because I had the, 
the more I studied, I, I did what you just said. I overthink it mm-hmm. or uh, overthought it. Yeah. Thank, thank ain't, ain't good English. <laughs> so I overthought it. And the more I overthought it, the more I freaked myself out. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I thought you're making this harder than, than it is. But the thought that keeps going through my head is, dude, you screw up and you're in trouble, you, you know? And, I just um, the thought of what they what you went through. I thought. I mean, I guess you know the ignorance is bliss. You don't know what you don't know. So, yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, looking looking back, um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm I, I would never do it again in that order. You know what I mean, or in that fashion. <laughs> you know, what I mean, uh, I guess I, I'm glad that it, it worked out that way. Um, yeah, I mean, because especially, you know, f- that was my very first experience. Right. Uh, you know, then went from that. Uh, How deep know. did they take you? Uh, well, it was supposed <laughs> to be, it was supposed to be We're 18 guessing meters, here. you know what I mean? Which is, you know, equates to about 60 feet, but, uh, again, who knows? Yeah. I'm who, who, who knows actually? I mean, did y'all even have a dive computer? Was it all analog stuff? It, everything was analog. Really? Yeah. So it, um. Yeah, I mean, my, my very first experience uh, on one of our dives, uh, I almost ran completely out of air. Uh, so, Crap, dude. So I had to finish the dive, uh, do my safety stop and all of that, uh, breathing off of the instructor's octopus. Uh, and so, <laughs> and you still got back in. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yes, I mean, like I said, it was – it was, uh, and, you know, everybody's always like, oh, well, what did you see? And I'm like, nothing. You know right. I mean? And I'm like – and, uh, you know, that's, honestly, that's what makes diving in Tennessee so well is because um, your first four dives, when they're all training dives, you're not focused on anything except for what the next thing is that the instructor is going to tell you to do. Right. You know, you're swimming around going, hey, I know he's going to tell me to take my mask off any moment. Right. You know, you're, you're not, you know, I could have swam by, I mean, a the giant manna, a shark, sea turtles. I never would have seen it right. if, if we did. The, the only upside was the water was warm. Right. And that's the, that's what I went through when I went out there. People asked me if I had fun. And I said, well, yeah, it was fun. But every time I went in the water, I had to perform. Mm-hmm. So I was in that mode. Yep. Okay, think about what you're getting ready to do next. And in the pool, not a big deal. Like if something happens, I'd stand up or yep. I, you know, whatever. When we get out there, uh, you know, I am a planner. So I'm thinking we're going to do A, B, C, D. And if we go A, C, you have screwed me up. I I am like, what do I do? Yep. And so the very first time we get in the water out there, I don't have enough weight. And so I go down about four feet and the instructor's on the ground. She's like, she's waving me down. I'm like, I've done everything I know to do at this point. I got no water in my dry or no air in my dry suit. I've, and I am just hovering. Finally, I started to, I don't, I don't even know what finally put it in motion, but I ended up on the bottom and she's down there with rocks, shoving them in the pockets of my uh, dry suit. And that was the only thing that kept me on the ground that first time. And, but it's stressful as crap, man, when you're and so I, I, what's one of the reasons I want to go back because I want to just go dive. And so I, I find out that this girl, after like the third of our five dives we've got to do, that she is a paramedic for full-time paramedic for L.A. Fire Department. And I was like, her name is uh, Ronnie. And I was like, you know what? You know, if you'd have told me that dive one, my stress level would have gone from here to here. Because I'm thinking, I'm not going to die down here. She's going to get me up, you know. Right. So 
but I, man, I, I I know exactly what you mean. I couldn't. I can't. Other than pictures that they took, I, I got no. I, I got no idea. Yeah, what I was doing. So the um, what would you say? Um, some of the most common fears. So, so Danny, those who don't know, Danny, they, they teach all the scuba classes, everything you've got to have to get your certifications, uh, get your basic certifications. And as you move on up, um, in, um, in the different, uh, skills that you want to do, there's, you, you just don't get this card. You've got to go through classes and that kind of thing. So you start with people from, square one all the way up to experienced guys getting other stuff. So what would you say the, these people that walk in the room first time, what are the most common fears you're seeing? Uh, for most people, it, it, it's just the idea of being underwater mm-hmm. or, or being in not pool water, water that's not crystal clear. Right. That's a, that's a big fear for a lot of people. Um, but uh, with that being said, it's a fear that a lot of people have, but it's still the same people who are out on the lake every weekend on the boat. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot different topside than it is down oh, sure. below. Um, and then, you know, everybody's always afraid. They're like, well, what happens if I run out of air? Well, I mean, how often do you run out of gas in your car? Right. I mean, you're, you're equipped with a gauge. Right. So as long as you look at it, it's going to tell you what you have left. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's 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 a real simple thing. I mean, you glance at it uh, periodically. You know when you start to get low. You know at, at your halfway point, or you know whatever. You, whenever you set your your turnaround time, uh, at that point, you know, hey, let's go ahead and, and start to right. head back the next direction. You know what you don't want to do is just look at it when you first get started. Be like, hey, we're full. Let's tuck it in a pocket and go and and hope for the best. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that—that's usually the 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 biggest fear I would say is that everybody's you know what happens if I run out of air, mm-hmm. uh, you know just like uh, you know our my number one question is how long will a tank last? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, are, are we breathing <laughs> on it at, at thirty feet or are we breathing right. on it at sixty feet? Yeah, you're going to get two very different times. Yeah, exactly. So, and how fast are you breathing? Are mm-hmm. you you know? So I, I've 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 done three different areas that I've dove in. One out there in the Pacific, one at the quarry here, mm-hmm. which was completely different. And yep. you, you kind of hit on it just then. I did not like that dive. And it's because I couldn't see. I couldn't you can see I, I'm gonna guess we had fifteen feet of visibility, maybe. Well, compared to my first dive, we had seventy-five feet of visibility. And what I noticed right off the bat was I can't see the bottom very well, and I can't tell whether my buoyancy is right or not. Am I going up or am I going down? Am I, you know, and so it, you, you fight it the whole yep. time. So I I was like, yeah, and I had a buddy. You know, you, that's one of the things about scuba is you don't, you never go by yourself. You always have a dive buddy and that kind of thing. And I had a guy who's got a lot more experience than me, but he was, but he, I mean, he was, he was good, but they, people like that, they get into a mode where they just get in they start diving and they forget. I'm still back here checking my computer every 16 seconds because yeah. I want to be sure the air's still looking good. And I'm a little slower because I'm thinking about what I'm doing. Next thing you know, I see the last of his fins and I'm like, he can't see me. I can't see him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, complacency uh, is, is, you know, probably one of the biggest problems, you know, with the sport, uh, especially, if, you know, like you said, you, you're diving with, uh, you know, someone who's been diving uh, mm-hmm. a little longer, 
uh, you know, they're, they're, he's probably already a little complacent, kind of stuck in his ways, uh, you know, and has his own checks that he goes through. Right. And then, you know, he's just assuming that you're going to be just as quick and be right there with him uh, or just assuming that you're going to follow him. So right. that, yeah, I mean, you know, next thing you know, I, five minutes into it, he turns around and looks and he's like, eh, I'll find him later, I guess. That's kind of what happened. <laughs> I could still see him. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I was having trouble with my buoyancy. And so I'd raised up a little bit and I'd got it under control, but now I'm up and I'm above him and behind him. So he turns around to look for me and I'm not there. Yep. Well, he, I'm seeing him. I mean, <laughs> there's a pretty helpless feeling when you're underwater. You can't yell. You can't, I'm looking for something to bang on, you know, cause I can see him. He's, he has, he has no clue where I'm at and he turns around and he starts swimming back. Well, now I'm trying to go down. Well, crap. I burned a half a tank of gas trying to catch up with him. And I finally grabbed him by the fin and he's like, I mean, he looks at me like, what are you doing? I was like, crap. I was right above you, you know, yep. but it happens so quick. And that was a guy that I know. Yeah. And that's been one of the, my fears is getting partnered with a buddy who just don't really give a crap. Oh man. Somebody you don't know. And they hit the water and they go do their own thing. That's uh, that's definitely one of the, uh, I guess the biggest gambles. Uh, like if you were to, travel to the keys solo uh, yeah. and you go book a charter you know that you know is going to have 35 other people on it is who are you going to be partnered with right yeah i mean uh, you know it's 50 50 i mean are they going to be a more experienced diver or a less experienced right. diver right and it just um it that that raises my stress level up and and that's why i've tried to stick with people that I, I do halfway know this guy yeah you, you know and somebody i can trust and surely you've got a question by now daniel's first question um, was what can you do with a 300 pound man can you get him to the bottom i'll get to the bottom <laughs> down there. See, here's my thing like you talk about the fears it's the ocean i've watched deep blue, deep blue sea way too many times i'd be afraid to get bit by a shark eaten by a shark that'd be my fear well you know one thing about sharks uh you know one thing we always have to consider is, uh, I mean, look at look at how you know how tall we already are. Right. I mean, you're you're a little over six foot. You know, I mean, uh, you strap some eighteen inch fins behind you. Now you you appear to be almost eight feet long. Right. Well, once you put the the wetsuit, the BC, the tank, now we're twice as wide as what we normally were. Right. So we appear much larger than what we, so we look. What we actually you, I've are. never heard anybody explain it that way. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to think you about know, it. I mean, so I mean, now you know, if we have this little ten foot shark looking at us, and they're like, well, oh, this, I was thinking great white. Well, he's like, he's like he's straight to the twenty three footer. Like. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I go there I, every time. I mean, he's, like, he's like megalodon, yeah. one bite and I'm gone. Right, <laughs> right. Well, that so was you maybe bust the myth for me. Can you punch him in the face? Uh, well, I've never had to. I've always heard if you're in the water. Like, Get I'm it in the, the nose. Ocean. Anyways, like I don't go any right in the ocean. I'm like, whatever. But You're a chest deep guy. In but, the ocean, yeah. yeah. You ever look what's in the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a lot more. But what do you consider the bottom? I mean, like going out where I can't see land and just dropping. I'm imagining that's where the great whites hang out. I mean, uh, I've, like, I've personally been 300 feet down. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, I bet it was so dark. Uh, at 300 feet, I could look up and I could still see the bottom of the boat and the silhouette of the snorkelers cool. on the surface. Really? Um, now, with that being said, if I go 300 feet in any of our local lakes or quarries, it's going to be as cold as can be and, and oh, as dark yeah. as, you know, night. Yeah. So. The, the only time that I got a little bit freaked out out there in Catalina was going through the kelp 
because I mean that my fear was I'm going to scare something in here, you know, that's hanging around the corner, and we're going to be eyeball to eyeball, and now what are you going to do, kind of deal. But uh, so the the depth thing is an is an interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. So people hear about the probably the one term that everybody's heard is the bins. Yep. And that and so explain that because that anybody who probably walks into you said. Um, you know, your first answer for the, what people are afraid of just, I would say this probably is a second. Cause that's what they hear. You're going to get the bins. You're going to get this. I would definitely say that is uh, a, a good second runner up, especially in, uh, you know, things that we're most often asked is, have you ever been bent? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and you know, or, you know, what is it? How do you get it? You know I mean? That's, that's a, a, Explain a, a big that. thing. So, uh, in short, it's depth and time. You, you mm-hmm. stay too deep for too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you go too deep and you come up too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's uh, depth and time uh, is, is the short answer. Um, and what it is is it's nitrogen bubbles that haven't had time to work their way back out of, mm-hmm. out of your body, uh, and they get, they get trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, I'll, I'll never forget. It, it, it's funny now. It wasn't funny when it happened, but when, 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 you, when you dive, they, there's usually a 24-hour no-fly Yep. depending upon, I mean, if you go in for 15 minutes at 15 feet, you're fine. But anybody that's done any repetitive diving over a few days, no fly for 24 hours. So I'm getting ready to leave um, L.A., or we were in uh, actually near Chino. There's another little Ontario airport right mm-hmm. there. And we'd come out of the out of the out on Sunday afternoon, and it's Monday I had set my flight for like two o'clock. I mean, I, I'm going to make sure I'm well past the 24 hour time period. I, I got nothing to do. I'm in the hotel and I thought, I'm just going to go ahead and catch an Uber and go to the, go to the airport. I'll sit over there and eat and watch people or whatever. So I get to the counter and the lady says, Hey, if you want on this flight right now, we'll put you on. She said, I can't guarantee the one at two o'clock is going to go. We've been having these problems, but you can get on this one right now. And I'm looking at my, I'm like, crap, it's, it's 10. I'm doing the math. I was like, Ooh, that's kind of close, but okay. Put me on that flight. So I'm running through the airport, like OJ Simpson back in the day in that commercial, <laughs> you know, and I make the flight and I get on and I sit down next to a guy and this guy's a uh, Marine and he's heading back to Florida. And we're making small talk and stuff and come to find out he's been all over. He was in Marine Corps. So he's been in the Philippines, all these places. And he died and he was a diver and I'm telling him what I'd done. And you know, when I'd been out there and all that stuff. And I said, um, the plane started up and we're backing out. And I said, you know, I'm a little bit nervous on the whole 24 hour thing. And he said, well, when's the last time you, when were you in the water? And I told him and he's lying up and he said, he, he ended up and he says, yeah, he said, I think you've had enough time. He said, you should be good. And he looks at me and he says, but we'll find out when we get to 36,000 feet. <laughs> I said, dude, that is not what I want to hear, man. And so the whole time on this flight, that's the one that's got the TV in front of you that mm-hmm. you can watch the screen. Oh, man. I'm watching the altitude. I'm going, yeah, I'm still feeling pretty good. And we hit that. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to make it. But I mean, it was constantly on my mind. Oh, yeah. You know, I thought, I don't want to have a problem up here and then we've got to hit a i mean of course they're gonna to have to drop altitude real quick to get it to stop yeah but um so anyway that was i think part of that fear is probably not the right word but the apprehension that it gets you is mm-hmm. it's twofold it's good 
in a way because it keeps you thinking about what you're doing because it's not it's i mean scuba is fun but you got but you can die if you're not careful yeah do I mean, something it, stupid it definitely has its own uh you know inherent risk and stuff like that yeah. so uh, and, you know, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, we, we want to train, uh, you know, divers to, to kind of think for themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, to where they're not just, you know, showing up at a resort and having someone be like, hey, this is the dives you're going to do. This is for how long. Uh, and this is your last dive. And then you're safe to get on your flight. You know, I mean, because I mean, as divers, I mean, we, we should take responsibility for ourselves yeah. to be able to plan that out and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, know exactly what we're doing. Uh, on our own, you know, I mean, right. cause, um, you know, I'm, a, after your training dives, you know, I mean, w- once you kind of leave the nest of your instructor, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're either a hiring another instructor or you're going out and, you know, you're putting everything that you just learned right. to use, you know, I mean, right. and, and, you know, we learn by practicing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like those dive tables, you know, I mean, no one, no one enjoys them. Right. Uh, and, you know, I mean, if, if you just never look at them again, you know, you're going to pull them out and it's, you're going to be like, oh, man, you know, you're going to feel like you need to, you know, enroll in a college course just right. to figure out how to use these things all over again. Because math is not my strong suit anyway, and I don't need to be adding up. I mean, that's why I'm grateful for a dive computer. Oh, man. But I'm sort of taught to use a computer. <laughs> yeah daniel wants to do a segment on all the on all the podcasts called jeremy versus technology because <laughs> i struggle with it so bad uh but you know you look at that dive table and it's intimidating man and it's like if i get the wrong column and the you know i mean i've screwed myself up oh man and i mean they're you know the the ones that you know you you travel with or you keep in your pocket they're so small yeah that it's it's easy if you don't use some sort of straight edge you know next thing you know you're you've cut time off and you're like, Oh, I'm good to go right now. Yeah. And, you know, now you're, you know, you're you know, three surface intervals sooner than you should have been or, you know, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. And like we said, so I, I learned pretty quick that, you know, you mentioned a minute ago, you've been down to 300 feet and those that don't know anything about diving, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, that, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's not just, Hey, I, you know, went 10 feet, 300 yeah, feet a big deal. Yeah, As a non diver, I will say, that sounds like a big deal. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, so to, to put it into perspective a little bit, um, your your open water certification, uh, you know, your, where you start out, it's good to sixty feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go through your advance, and that the max the max depth on recreational diving is one hundred and thirty feet. Uh, usually, we tell people, uh, you know, to stay about the hundred foot mark and have a thirty foot contingency, mm-hmm. uh, just because you have such little bottom time at one hundred and thirty feet. Right. Uh, you know, and so and what you mean by contingency is if you go a little further than, yeah, or, you know, if, if you happen to be on that shipwreck and, and, you know, it's, it's upright and the, you know, the prop is actually in the sand and you just have to go see it. And, you know, and it's, it's that extra, you know, 20 or 30 feet, uh, you know, it's, it's okay to drop down. Right. I mean, you're, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. You're the scuba police aren't going to show up <laughs> right. and cite you underwater. Right. Uh, but you know, what we don't, you know, what we don't want is to have people just to constantly be pushing that limit, uh, without any sort right. of, uh, you know, decompression training or anything like that, you know, because your, your, your NDL time is real, real, real slim at 130 feet. Uh, but you know, back to the, you know, to get to 300, uh, you know, you have to start, uh, you know, I, I guess my, my 300 foot dive, my final training dive, uh, to get certified, uh, using trimix. Uh, which is a blend of oxygen, helium, and nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I jumped off the boat. It took five minutes of just falling. Really? So, so like skydiving, just falling for five minutes. 
uh, until we hit 300 feet. We spent seven minutes there. So from the time we, from the time we jumped off until the time we were going to head back up was only 12 minutes. Uh, and then I had almost an hour of decompression to get back out of the water. Really? Yeah. So something that took me five minutes down took me 60 minutes to come back up. Right. So how often were you stopping on the way up? Every uh, 30 feet? Is that what it was? Um, no, I mean, it, it varies uh, depending on the, the algorithm. Uh, and, you know, like uh, on my actual dive plans, like say my, my first stop might have been at 200 feet. Uh, and then uh, a lot of it will be in 10 foot increments. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's uh, that's on my basically, like I said, my, my printed plans, which would at that point become my contingency because I'm going to follow my dive computer mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's programmed to get me out of the water the safest and the fastest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it were to break, then I would just go over to those paper tables, um, you know, which would have added a little little more time. Right. Um, but so it's, uh, you know, it, it really just depends on the algorithm uh, and, uh, you know, you, the available gases that you have to have, because uh, I carried six, six cylinders, uh, you know, with about four different mixes uh, to make that dive. Did you have to change in the process? You change from this cylinder to that yep. cylinder? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. Yeah, no, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> so the dive computer, does it tell you when to stop or you just watch it and... Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll it'll, 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 alarm it'll goes tell off. you everything. Okay, um, alarm will go off. Beep 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 beep. And yeah, like it. Uh, you know, it'll 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 tell you. You know, like say your your ceiling, uh, which is the ideally it wants you to be as close to that as possible without breaking it. Uh, so it, you know, it would maybe say 190, and it'll say six next to it, and that means you know go to 190 feet for six minutes. Uh, once those six minutes clear off, it'll it'll give you the next depth in time. Oh, okay. So you just follow it. Yep. Just. So when you were, when you went to 300 feet, mm-hmm. did you, were you on the bottom somewhere at 300 feet or were you just hovering? No, we, we were on the bottom. Uh, we were, we were on a wall in Honduras. Oh, uh, is that the one they call the wall? Uh, that just literally drops off. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it kept going. I mean, it was a nice sloping wall. I mean, so we could have easily went much further. Yeah. Uh, but we did have a sandy bottom up under where we were. See anything cool down there? Not really. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that, no, the, the, the reef gets pretty desolate. Yeah, that, I was going to say, there's not much after you nah, get 60 feet or yeah, so. so. You know, the uh, for the most part, the best part of the reef to dive on is going to be your 30 to 50 foot range. Right. That's where you're going to have the most fish, most color. Um, you know, the, the 300 foot, uh, you know, other than there, you know, that was... I, the purpose of that dive was for the training. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the reason behind it for me was to either explore some deeper caves uh, or deeper shipwrecks. Really? How long ago did you do that? Uh, that would have been, I guess, probably about four years ago now. Really? Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you been back that deep since then? Uh, not there, but yeah. I've uh, In Bonaire, I've done uh, you know some deeper wrecks there that were in about the 230-foot range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two years ago, we did some uh, deep wrecks in the Keys. What's the pressure like down there at uh, that point? Honestly, uh, it feels no different than anything you've already experienced. Really? The the only difference is, is you can tell uh, by the amount of air you have to put into your uh, either your dry suit or your right. wing. Uh, and then, you know, you start to actually feel that thing inflate around you. And, you know, you're as you're sitting there holding it, you know, just welling on it, you know, you're like, man, this is a lot of air going into this thing. Right. When am I going to start slowing down? Oh, oh! You know, are you talking about on your fall? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, that—that's where you notice it. Throw is, the parachute out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that's what it felt like. <laughs> See that—that—that's why I've got no business being down that that deep. I yeah. would—I would have a heart attack. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and obviously it's a, it's a gradual thing. You know what I mean? It's right. not, you know, we're not just like, all right, you know what? You're right. a diver. Let's go for it. You know yeah. I mean? So it's, uh, you've worked up to it. It takes a, it takes a lot of building up to it. Uh, and even prior to that dive, uh, you know, we, I, we went through 12 days of training before we hit 300 feet. Okay. All right. So, That's, um, I, I've just, I've decided, I've decided pretty dang quick that about 60 feet is about, I mean, it, things can still go wrong at 60 feet, but things can go real dang wrong at 300. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like I, I can probably survive anything that happens at 60, but I just, there that, that, that I just don't want, um, uh, anything to, um, I just don't want to add any more to the, to the equation there Yeah. To, you know, your life and your color and everything's there at 60. Let's hang out at 60. But, uh, so, um, we've kind of talked, uh, one of the things I had down there with the real dangers of scuba, you know, what were they? We've kind of, we've kind of hit on a lot of those. Yeah, like I, said, I mean, uh, you know, especially doing that type of diving, uh, you know, where you're doing any sort of tech diving, mm-hmm. uh, cave diving, any of that, you know, the, the biggest thing is complacency. Uh, right. You know, like and it's easy to do. Oh yeah, it's really. I easy. mean, it, it it is easy to do. I mean, and and with anything, I I got to remind myself uh, with what I do on a daily basis that you know I've been around the table saws a lot and the miter saws and all this stuff that it's second nature to me. I mean, I can lose a finger quick. Oh yeah, by being complacent, and so it's anything you get comfortable with that you stop really thinking about what you're doing. Um. So one of the things that, um, so one of the certifications that I got out there was nitrox, which, uh, is a little different than diving on air. And it's a, not the same as what you mentioned a second ago about the, the mixture uh-huh, with the trimix or the trimix. Yep. Yeah. So I know what it is, but you, you, you're going to put it better than I will. So, so explain those three things to, to, to people that are listening. Yeah, so the, the, the normal, uh, you know, we refer to it as air, but it's a, it's a gas. So the, mm-hmm. the normal gas that we typically breathe, uh, is just like the air we breathe day to day. It's a 21%, uh, you know, oxygen mixture. So it's 21% oxygen, 79% nitrogen. Right. Uh, and then the nitrox is basically anything more than 21%. Right. Uh, so, you know, I mean, uh, you basically, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, the, our more common blends are 32%, 36%, uh, and on up to, you know, 40% or less recreationally. Uh, and then once you get above the 40%, uh, then it starts to become a technical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, uh, you know, at our store, you know, we bank 32%, which is pretty common, uh, you know, around here. So it gives you 30. Cause you all will fill tanks down there. We will. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, we can fill, uh, air, uh, and then we bank nitrox as well, and we can do custom blends of nitrox. Uh, and, and we can even boost a hundred percent O2, uh, and we can, uh, we can, uh, do custom trimix blends. Uh, so we keep, uh, O2 and helium on hand in store. Okay. So the, what's the benefits of just going from oxygen to nit- uh, nitrox? Uh, less nitrogen. Right. And you so, get a so, little, you so, get a little longer downtime. Yeah, so in the water, uh, it's a, it's a big mis, uh, misconception. People instantly hear nitrox and they're like, Oh, you can go deeper. Right. Uh, which is the exact opposite. You go shallower, but you can stay longer. Right. Uh, and then because of the higher, uh, O2 blends, you can actually have a shorter surface interval. Uh, so you can get back your second dive. Uh, you can go to that much sooner. Right. Uh, and that's a key because you've got a, not only is there like no fly time, but there's time that you have to stay 
on the surface before you can do a repetitive dive. Yep. So that shortens that time yep. so you can get right back in there. And yep. if you're on vacation in one of these places, I mean, you want to get as many in as you can. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, then with the trimix, uh, it adds in helium uh, and it, depending on the depth, it will also lower the O2 percentage uh, and, and the nitrogen. Um, but the biggest benefit is, uh, you know, as a diver, we've all heard of uh, people being narked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you basically um, can set your depth, uh, like on my 300 foot dive, uh, the, the narcotic effect was equivalent to being at 130 um, you know, I mean, cause the, the longer you're in the sport and the deeper you go, um, you know, at some point you're bound to, to get narked. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's when what... it happens, you know I mean? It's uh like, there's no, well, maybe I was kind of, no, it, it's a, it's a very clear, uh, and <laughs> you, know? you know, the, the one dive that it happened on me, it was actually at 130 foot. Uh, and it, it, it basically made me the most paranoid I've ever been in my life. Right. Um, and I was so focused on my dive computer that I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically counting minutes going, Hey, we've only got five minutes left. We were only going to be in the water for four more minutes. Yeah. I mean, but then once, once I got up to 110 feet, that entire feeling, it was like a weight got lifted off my shoulder. It just disappears like that. Completely. Yeah. It, and Thankfully, I've not been in yet that that's happened. Yep. So explain to them what that is. Nitrogen narcosis is. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, uh, so I, I guess uh, uh, just gas narcosis is a better, right. I mean, because it's, you know, we equate it to nitrogen and, and for a long time, that's what it was called. And, uh, you know, maybe a better term would just be inert gas narcosis. Uh, but, you know, just gas narcosis. So basically uh, uh, it it plays on whatever emotion you're you're feeling at the time oh i'll freak out oh man, man. if, if i hit it as nervous you know, as i am already and you know i mean i've 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 heard and i've had multiple instructors you know tell me you know whether it happened to them or someone else but you'll always hear this old tell of uh you know someone being narked and they take their regulator out and they're swimming around chasing these fish because they're like hey fish you need air you really? know what I mean? And so <laughs> if you ever see that happen, you know, just, just, you know, raise them up a few and see feet what's and interesting. Instantly go away. It's, that's what's interesting is, and everybody's different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it may happen for me at 70 feet. It, I mean, and it, it could change from day to day. You yeah. Know? I mean, the, the day it happened to me at one thirty, the next day it could have happened deeper or shallower. Yeah. Um, you know I mean? So it's, it's never going to affect you. Uh, you know, there's never just one spot where you're like, Hey, my, my line is one thirty. It's uh, you know, every, every day is different. And that is crazy. And the fact that you can make it go away instantly. All you got to do is just, just raise up. Yep. Get get your get your, come up. And I, I don't. The human body and depth and air and it is a strange thing. You know, I mean, uh, I'm just wondering how many people died before they figured all this out. Like, well, that was a long time. He, <laughs> you can't stay down that long anymore. I know. You uh, know. You know. I mean, it's you know. I mean, it really makes you wonder. At uh, yeah. I mean, if if there was some sort of log with the U S Navy, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, when they were developing their dive tables, uh, you know what I mean? Cause that's, uh, you know, where a lot of, uh, of this big now it's this yeah, big, right. where a lot of this, what it came from, you know what I mean? Is the, you know, them being like, Hey, uh, we're going to send you down to a hundred feet for 10 minutes and we want you to come straight back up. And they're going to be like, we want you to go 110 feet for 10 minutes and then come straight back up. Uh, you know, and so it's basically trial whoever's and still error. living when you get here wins the prize. Yeah, then it's like, oh, Man, imagine being the guy that's up there when they come back up and die. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we need a safety stop yeah. in there somewhere. Be like, uh, who's who's our next? <laughs> yeah. Those guys are like walking away. Yeah, you know, it's, it's um, 
I don't know, man. It, uh, that's a, so one, one of the, you remember when I went to the aquarium mm-hmm. and Danny is who I went with. I went with the alpha diver thing and it, it had only been, when did we go? September? Yep. Or October? October. Uh, let's see. We were, I think it was like yeah, the 6th it, it of was, October. Yeah, it was. It was okay. October 6th to be exact. So it had been like six weeks since I'd been in the water. Mm-hmm. And so we go to the Atlanta Aquarium. We've got this. It's a great trip to go on. You can dive in the aquarium with the whale sharks. And um, if there was ever a area that was had uh, the biggest safety net around it. I mean, this is it. You, you, you really can't screw this up. You know, you're not going any deeper than, than 30 feet. Uh, but when I got in the water, you're on a boat dock, there's a boat dock and you go in from there. And I started down and I wasn't, I was descending fine this time, but all of a sudden about five feet down, I'm going, (laughs) and I thought, Oh my, I had this urge to take the regulator out and shoot back to the top. And I was like, stop, just stop. And I took one big deep breath and let it out. And then all that, it's like, okay, I'm good. You know, I went on down from there, but that trip taught me one thing. The one thing I've told the guy in California that I was so thankful that he told me to do was buy your own equipment. And because it's fitted for you, it you're used to it. And of course, there they won't let you use your own stuff because they no. don't want you bringing nothing in and killing all the fish. So you're using somebody else's, re- I mean, their regulator stuff. Yeah, you're using everything different. It sucked. And I mean, then, just to be honest with you. That was probably the first time, too, that you had dove in a wetsuit, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything been dry suit. <laughs> and then I got a different mouthpiece and everything that's rubbing my gums. Mm-hmm. And I thought, golly. I mean, it was still a lot of fun. But I thought, I see now why he said do this. I mean, it was expensive, but it was worth do yeah. it to have your own stuff. Oh man, it, it's such an investment. Uh, you know I mean? And it, uh, the more you dive, you know I mean? Uh, you know, and the more you're doing it, especially once you have your own stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know I mean? You're like, you know what? It, it becomes worth it. Oh uh, yeah. You know, and, and owning your own, uh, like you said, just the, the comfort of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I mean, uh, you know, buying your own dive gear encourages you to, to get keep out going. And, dive. and that's what he said. Yeah, he I mean, said, if you'll buy your own, You'll, you're more likely to stay with yeah, it. There's so many people that, you know, get certified, you know, they'll do their training dives and then that's where it stops, right? Uh, you know, for one reason or another. Uh, and then, you know, next thing you know, a, a year passes, two years pass, you know, then now it's five years and they're like, well, I'm, I have got to take a refresher or, right. you know, maybe I should just start over. Uh, and, you know, it, it, and for a lot of people, it's either A, they don't have a dive buddy or B, you know, they don't have the dive gear staring at them to encourage them right. to go. Right. The uh, I can't believe you haven't asked me why I have a pair of fins hanging on my wall yet. Well, I mean, I imagine they go with a scuba cylinder. No, in the corner. no, no, no. I've got a different pair of that. That that's uh, there's a story behind that. Well, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> when we're in when we're in uh, in California, there's about um, thirty two, thirty three people on this dive boat. Twenty five of us are me. <laughs> We're out there getting our certification. And I mean, the back of the boat, it is, I mean, you couldn't stick one more set of dive of, of a, a BC or nothing. And I've got a picture of it. It's just a hot mess around there. Well, there's a guy that's in my group named Werner. And Werner is a big old Mexican. And he's about, I mean, like big Mexican, you know. 
the first dive we go we go into water he's he's with us i'm thinking that i've got like a, a velcro or something it's like the, or a magnet everywhere i went werner's there and 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 he's got <laughs> he's got zero control over anything he's doing. I, and I was like, I'd move down this way. Then Werner's right beside me. I was like, Are you following me, dude? Or are we tied together somehow? Or what? At one point, I turn around and look. I, I'm on my knees, and I I turn my head to the left, and Werner, we're in dry suits, and his is black and yellow. He is flat on his stomach with his arms straight out beside him, face down on the ocean floor. He looked like a big freaking bumblebee or he was skydiving. That's, and I get so tickled. So at that point, I'm like not mad at Werner anymore. I'm starting to kind of like the guy, but I still can't get away from him. And it's like we'd move and here he'd come. I was like, at one point, I'm, I'm, we're, we're scuba and we're coming through. And all of a sudden, I got all these bubbles. I'm like, holy crap, my, my line's cut or something. And I looked down, nope, it's Werner. He's, he's come right underneath me, and all his bubbles are just coming up around my head. So we, we go through all the thing, and as I get to know him over the next day, he's actually funny. He, he's probably in his mid-50s. He's a funny dude, and so his, he wasn't doing it on purpose. He just He's like the rest of us. Yeah. So I just took a little bit of a chill and, and said, okay, this is, you know, it's just, this hits him. So we become buddies, dive trip ends. I come home, I'm unpacking everything and I'm getting everything out. And I look at that set of fins and it says W-O on the side. And I thought, I didn't write anything on my fins that I've got somebody else's fins. And so I go back and I'm looking through Facebook where he posted all the car, all the cards and everything. I was like, who's W.O. <laughs> Werner Ortiz. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, I brought this cat home with me from California. He's going to be. So I told my wife, I said, I'm hanging him on the wall. I've got a different set of uh, fins that I use when we dive. I said, that that's my, that's my memento from, um, from california so every time i look at him i just get tickled i think about him laying on the bottom of the ocean and i said and then what was funny was the, the the instructor was like what were you doing down there he's like i don't know man i he said he said i'm he said all of a sudden i'm on the bottom and i'm looking it's like oh there's a fish and then it's like what the hell are you doing werner you're in a class <laughs> i got so tickled at this dude but uh so every time I see those, I think I think about Werner. But uh, anyway, I've got Allie, Allie tickled over there. But uh, anyway, um, the uh, one of the things within the scuba industry, and we'll kind of start to bring this thing to a close. Um, they are constantly changing, just like every industry. There's new equipment, new things coming out. What's some cool stuff that that's that you've seen that's coming, or has just hit the market, or Oh man, there's a uh, there's all kinds of new interesting gadgets. Uh, yeah, I mean every year there's there's you know I mean like you said with every industry there's uh, you know kind of what's new, what's hot. Uh, you know dive computers. Uh, you know those things evolve like crazy. Yeah, uh, dive computers are cool, dude. You know what I mean, and it's, that's a lifesaver. They are. They're amazing. Um, you know some some you know at the store some other gadgets we have uh, some that we just got in or some different full face mask. Uh, See, those are cool. And then we, we've got them with the communication systems as yeah. well, uh, you know, I mean, so that you can, uh, you know, talk to your buddy or, you know, take your significant other and still communicate. So if you want to uh, go diving, Daniel, we'll get, you know, communication wing talk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind trying it. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, we uh, once a month we we have what's called a, a discover scuba dive. Uh, we offer it in a swimming mm. pool, uh, and basically, we you know we tell everybody we refer to it as a try it before you buy it type of thing. Right. So basically, we take you to the swimming pool, we let you try it out, and from there you can make the decision of hey, this is awesome or nah, you know, I didn't really enjoy that. What's <laughs> my gig? See, my mind always goes to movies. That's where. I think of alternate gentlemen where they're shooting them out into the water really fast. I'm like, yeah, it's not that, that right? <laughs> no, so, uh, I'm on the chair like, <laughs> yeah. Like, How do you like that, dude? Nope. I'm out. <laughs> so, uh, now, one of the things that I thought was cool that's out there, and I don't even know how long it's actually been available to the public, but rebreathers are, mm. you know, every you know years ago, it was just. The, the Navy, the, the, those kind of people that had access to those. How long have they been available within the scuba world? Well, I guess it just depends on how big your pocketbook is. Right. I mean, Though they're, now they're getting more affordable, aren't they, and the price yeah, coming down a little bit? They are. Uh, they're still, they're, they're still <laughs> quite expensive, though. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I dive You're one. killing me, man. I'm loving this that you're over there working that thing. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, with, I dive one, uh, and I, Do you? I, I dive it about 80% of the time. Really? Um, you know, I mean, it... Uh, so to tell, I'm sure Daniel doesn't know the or any, anybody else listening what what the rebreather does. So basically, it's a it's a bubbleless scuba unit. Um, you know, I mean, it, it takes everything that you exhale and it takes out all of the bad stuff and uh, you know replenishes it with fresh O2. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, so it, it just keeps recirculating the basically the same breath of air around mm-hmm. and around and around. And so you can. If you've got a tank where you can stay down 45 minutes with that tank, yeah. now that's three hours. Yeah, right? my, my rebreather has two, uh, you know, just two small little cylinders, uh, you know, combined they're half the size of one scuba cylinder. Uh, and that will allow me to stay down for four, you know, four plus hours. That is crazy. Um, and like I said, it's completely bubbleless. Uh, so, I mean, at they that said point, it's great for looking at fish and stuff because yeah. you don't freak them out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, photographers, you know, they love them because of that, because you can actually get basically face to face, right. Uh, you know, compared to on the open circuit, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sound, you know, here we are swimming around sounding like Darth Vader, you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no. So that, that's part of it. You know, that's a part yeah. of why, you know, when we're talking about sharks. Uh, not only are we big, but we're big and noisy. You know? so, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, like, they're like, you know, they, don't we don't want any of this. So, but you know, with a rebreather, it takes all the noise away. Uh, but man, it has a learning curve to figure Does out it? how to dive. It's, Does a, it? it's like learning all over again. Really? Uh, and uh, you know, the biggest reason is because it circulates that same breath around. Well, on scuba, if you want to rise up a, a couple feet or whatever, you just take a really big, deep breath. Right. And, and you and start to, to come rise. up. Yeah. You, you try that on the rebreather and you still just continue to sink if that's, you know, that's what's happening. Mm. So you, you have to manually add the air into the, you know, into it. Uh, really? To, to build a uh, you know rise and or fall. Do you get any deeper with it? Is it? Do you get any advantage of going deeper with one of those? Um, you know, I mean, I, I guess the the depth is, again is going to depend on the 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 gas that you're mixing in mm-hmm. with it. Uh, but you know, I mean, you can get uh, you know some some pretty deep depths. You know, I mean, uh, my 300 foot dive I did, I could have done that on a rebreather as well. Could you? Um, you know, I mean, and obviously, and then some. You know, I mean. Uh, you know, the, a lot of it is, you know, it's the, the person, you know, the human body and, uh, you know, maybe exactly what we're willing to, you know, experiment with and, you know, push our, our personal limits to. 
so you know the pictures you see the navy seals coming out of the water and they've got the two tubes coming out of that oh, yeah. that's a rebreather so that's why they're sneaking up on folks right yeah. no bubbles and that kind of thing yeah, be, no bubbles no sound they can be all up in your business mm-hmm. before you know anything about it so uh, wh- wh- uh one other thing i just thought about uh, daniel mentioned something that he <laughs> i can't even look at him and say that. he's looking at me like where's he going uh and i, I was just i was gonna say about <laughs> free diving you've done some free diving. I have. sorry dude that's gonna throw you under the bus and that and you're just what did i say about free diving you didn't but oh. i was gonna wait for your expression when i said this so oh. you have done some free diving yep this freaks me out, man. I, I don't think, and you tried to, you explained it to me one day. It's just about training. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, ain't, I'm just I mean, not the, the one. The biggest thing with free diving is it, it's, it's really about learning, uh, about who you are, uh, more than anything. I know who it, I it, am. It's all about, I got no business doing it, that. It's all about personal, uh, <laughs> limits and boundaries. Um, you know, so the average person, if you were to sit and try to hold your breath right now, uh, at about 30 seconds, you're probably going to be like, oh, my gosh, I've really got to breathe. At 45, you're probably just going to go for it. You, you know, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, my gosh, you know, and so and, and that's how most people are right. starting out. Well, through just a little bit of training, uh, I've had people who day one in class hold their breath for 45 seconds or less. By the end of it, could hold their breath for two and a half minutes. Mm. Uh, and a lot of it is it's, it's a matter of just relaxing the mind. Uh, and you know, obviously we go through some stretching exercises right. and stuff like that. Um, and then the same thing, you know, I've had people who are like, I can't even swim to the bottom of a swimming pool. You know I mean, and then after that same day, you know, or after a class, you know, they're at 30, 40, 50 feet. Um, you know I mean? So it's, it's, it, it, again, you know I mean? I can't just be like, Hey, we're, I'm going to take you straight to a hundred because it's just not how it works. Right. Um, you know, but it, 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 uh, it's really about learning who you are as a person, uh, and you know, finding that, that inward power. So they, um, it's, it's a big meditative thing. I saw the, some videos of people that have done that, Daniel, mm-hmm. and they've passed out halfway back up or what. I mean, they always have, you don't, they usually have somebody with them. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, how did they not just go, <gasps> And suck half the ocean down with them as soon as they, I mean, the, to me, it looks like your body's just going to kick in and say, you need to breathe, dude. And right here is where it's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that happen, uh, if you were to, you know, actually black out underwater, uh, you go through what's called a, a laryngeal spasm and basically your throat closes completely. Uh, and, and so that's a good thing. Yeah. Otherwise you go like a lawn dart to the yeah, bottom of the ocean. And so basically, uh, at that point, that big gasp will come, uh, but a little bit later. Uh, and so that, that gasp is, is, you know, basically your, your body's, you know, final effort, you know, it's the, it's the last ditch effort. Uh, and at that point you're hoping that you're actually on the surface, uh, with free diving, obviously you never do it alone. You always have a safety. Uh, and a lot of times you'll have your safety meet you at a, at a certain point on your way back up to assist in it. Uh, and then they're always right there. Uh, once you're on the surface, you know, they're within an arm's reach, uh, or closer, uh, and, you know, typically touching you maybe, uh, while they're counting, uh, making sure that you're, you know, going through the recovery process. Uh, but it's, you know, you definitely don't want to just grab two masks, go out to the lake and be like, Hey, let's see who can <laughs> we're go doing over. that let's, Sunday. Let's You're free diving. See who can swim, you know, the, the furthest down. Lake's low. Uh, I'll do it. But you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely something uh, you want to do with someone. Uh, and like I said, uh, yeah, so one little, thing that I've always wondered, let's say you go, you you go a hundred feet, you're coming back at 60 feet. You black out. You've got somebody with you at that point are all 
bets off. They're taking you to the top as fast as they can get you there. Forget any kind of stops, anything like that. Well, they're not going to stop with you if you're out. Don't act like you don't know what no, you know what we're talking about. No, I mean that would think if I'm passed out. Well, I mean, but you also you start you still got air in your lungs. You can't expel the lung. Yeah, you know. So, so with freediving, we don't actually have to make safety stops. Okay. You know I mean, uh, you know, because we're doing it all on a surface breath, so basically straight down, straight back up. Uh, and if you're weighted properly, depending on, uh, you know, where you set your, your, you know, your neutral point, um, you know, ideally if a, a blackout does happen underwater, you're going to be, uh, it's going to be in your, your, uh, positive zone, right? You're no longer going to be neutral, uh, or you're not going to be in a sink phase. Right. Uh, and so if you black out and you're, you're already positively buoyant, uh, you you're know, just the coming on to carry you on up, yeah. uh, and so, you know, whenever we practice in training, uh, you know, we always make sure that, uh, you know, that we are going to be able to, uh, if that were to happen, that, you know, we're going to have enough weight not to keep us on the bottom. Uh, you know, especially, like I said, at the quarry, you know, we practice trying to be neutral. Uh, ideally, you, you know, you would do it you know, at, at our quarry. We're going to do it at 30 feet. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where we want to be neutral. So if something were to happen at 20 feet, you're going to float to the surface anyhow. Right. Uh, and, you know, on a, with free diving, a lot of those, uh, the deep water and stuff like that, uh, there's typically going to be a line and a lanyard, and you'll be tethered to that line mm -hmm. so that if something were to happen, someone on the surface can just pull the entire line up knowing you're going to be attached to it. So tell us about Alpha Divers in Knoxville. Where can people find you, websites, all that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, so uh, uh, Alpha Divers, it's uh, located on Broadway. Uh, the address is 2001 North Broadway, uh, Suite B. Uh, the website is alphadivers.com. Uh, so pretty short, uh, sweet, simple, straight to the point. Do you all have um, any merch online, anything like that? So 90%. Or more of everything we sell in store is available to be purchased online. Okay. Uh, you know, we offer, uh, you know, worldwide shipping. Um, you know, we have a secure checkout online. Um, you know, we, we try to make things easy for everybody. How are you? How, when's your next class? What, uh, when are y'all doing it? Coming another? up uh, January 25th and 26th uh, will be right. the first two days. So one day of classroom, one day of pool. Um, we have that coming up, uh, in March, we have a trip coming up to uh, the North Florida Springs. Um, and that's where we'll finish up a lot of our divers who are currently going through classes right now with us. Is that, is that booked full? It's not full now. And, uh, you know, we have plenty of room for it. Uh, with that trip, we actually do it. Uh, it's planned as a camping trip. Mm -hmm. Um, one, cause we, we want to keep the cost low for people. Right. Uh, and you know, if you're able to save money, um, you know, going, you're going to have more fun. You're not going to be there worried about all this money that you just spent to get there. Uh, with the trip, you know, we include uh, basically everything except for transportation and your own personal dive gear. And y'all have got another trip planned later on in the year. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got one in September going to Bonaire. Um, which is basically diver's paradise. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the beautiful thing about Bonaire is with the trip, uh, with your apartment is included in a rental car and it's unlimited diving. Yeah, it's uh, nice. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I've went to Bonaire and done 25 dives in a week. Really? Yep. Yeah, wow. I mean, and, you know, with that, and each dive lasts about an average of an hour. So you're talking 25 hours underwater in a week. So, right. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty good. You yeah. got anything you want to add? I'm good. You're good. <laughs> you don't want to start any free diving, dude. All right. So listen, we want to thank Danny for for being here today. It was a great show. I think you've educated some folks, and um, 
uh, it was, you know, it was the kind of show I like to have laughs and fun and all Oh, man, that. it's been a pleasure. Yeah, so we've had a good time. So if anything for your uh, diving needs, if you're in the general East Tennessee area, look up Alpha Divers in Knoxville. Find them at alphadivers.com. Correct. Correct. Uh, like he said, you can uh, 90% of what they have in the store they've got online. We want to give one shout out to Werner and SoCal for the fins that's (laughs) fins that's on the wall. And we'll see you next time we turn the mics on. You've been listening to Think Like a Man. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. And we'll see you next time.